to start, you have to know where to begin. To succeed, you have to find your why. My name is Matt, and I'm here to educate and inspire you each week with stories, guests, and interviews that will motivate you to find your passion and reach your health goals. And I'm Andrea, and I'm here to bring you the latest gossip and updates about all things Prime. Whether it's meeting new people or giving you breaking news firsthand, we want you to be informed. You're listening to Driven by the Best. Welcome to Driven by the Best. I'm your host today, Matt Hancock, your DHF coordinator here at Prime. And today we've got one of our DHF team members here along to help us on this podcast in relating to exercise for our drivers. And so his, we got our personal trainer, and I guess your title is DHF liaison, right? Sounds very professional. Yes, um, it is. <laughs> Matt Judy is going to be joining us today. Um, Matt, do you, I know we've had a little podcast with you before and everything, uh, right? I think when you right when you came on board at Prime. But for those listeners who may have not heard that one, do you want to introduce yourself, kind of talk about your background, how long you've been at Prime, uh, what you do at Prime, all that good stuff? Uh, yeah, absolutely. So uh, my name is Matt Judy. I got a bachelor's degree from the University of Utah in kinesiology. Uh, I was in the Marines for five years, and I'm currently in the Army National Guard with the 19th Special Forces Group. So I've got a military background. Um, I am the, yeah, like you said, Salt Lake City DHF liaison and the trainer for in-house, as well as drivers who come through the uh, the terminal. But uh, yeah, it's not. And I've been here since December, so I haven't been here that long, but about six months now. So you are being kind of new in this field and everything, um, and helping our drivers obviously with the personal training aspect, and then talking to them when they come through the Salt Lake City Terminal. Um, you know, in your professional experience, it, you know, it's obviously not an easy field to be healthy in with trucking population. Um, what are what are some of the things that drivers come to you for when they come through the terminal or hit you up over the phone, stuff like that? Uh, most of them are kind of looking for ways to work out on the road. Uh, so I help as much as I can with that. A lot of them will ask me some nutrition questions, which I help as much as I can. But we do have, you know, Sarah Waterman, the registered dietitian. So I try to push them her way as much as possible so that I'm not stepping on anybody's toes. Um, and then I've had a few people come in and, and just or call and ask about like what equipment they should have or anything like that. And those are the standard ones that I get. You always get the the random ones, too, where, you know, people want to know, like, what's the best uh, supplements or anything like that. So they're pretty random, but I try to mostly stick to the exercise, you know, how to how to get yourself going and everything. And that's, those are some good questions, too, because I know a lot of our drivers, you know, the ones that see you ask that, but the ones that are out there, those other 7,999 drivers or however many, probably also have similar questions, I'm guessing. And so, but that kind of gets us started on our topic for the day. You know, I brought Matt on today to talk about questions that drivers often come to him with when it relating to exercise, um, whether it's what equipment you need, um, you know, diet versus exercise, what to focus on. Uh, how many minutes per day you should exercise, how much per week, um, if you have a weight loss goal, how much do you need to exercise? And, you know, it, it can be challenging for drivers out there, team drivers, solo drivers, all that kind of stuff. There's a lot of variables that come into effect with it. So it's a little bit more challenging than your typical nine to five or eight to five desk bound population that can just go home at the end of the day. So, you know, kind of taking it back to what you said, Matt, a lot of drivers come up and ask you, um, you know, 
what you need to do on the road to exercise. You know, I got to get creative with it and stuff like that and what kind of equipment you need. So that's one thing I would like to start with is what kind of equipment do you need to, you know, exercise on the road when it comes to, you know, weight loss, muscle gain, um, any of that kind of stuff? Honestly, you don't need anything if you don't want it. Um, I mean, equipment helps. It, it broadens the ability to work out. It gives you... Uh, more options so it's a little less boring but you can do a ton with just body weight and if you don't want to buy anything you don't have to we'll find ways to to show you how to exercise with just body weight and there's I mean I've done body weight workouts that have absolutely destroyed me and I've been working out since I was 16 so uh, you can do it with just body weight if you are looking for equipment I usually always recommend bands I think they're the most versatile they don't take up a lot of space Uh, they're really easy to pack up uh, and quite frankly, they're light and you can take them anywhere. So if, if you do want to get something, bands are the first route I would go. But even something as simple as one kettlebell or one dumbbell is is a huge uh, benefit. And you can it starts to open up a lot of doors for you as far as like variety of exercising goes. Yeah. And there are a couple kinds of resistance bands like you and I have talked about, Matt, like there's the ones with the handles on them, which we sell in the company store. But you recommend, um, and you like the ones, and I also like these, the ones that don't have the handles, right? Just the general resistance bands. Yeah, so they they tend to be a little bit more uh, durable in my experience. Uh, The tube ones that we sell in the store aren't bad. You know, I had a guy come in just the other day, and I was looking at them, and, you know, they're they're not bad at all. But those, those tube ones tend to... Um, as soon as they get frayed, they're gonna they're gonna break on you immediately. And some of the thicker bands, the like regular exercise bands that I like, they don't get frayed as easily. Uh, they're a little bit more durable, so you can hook them up to more stuff on the truck um, and not have to worry so much about uh, like a rough surface and stuff like that. Yeah, and um, you know, I think the ones you're talking about, the ones that don't have the handles, you can find those on like Rogue Fitness, I think. Mm-hmm. And you, where where did you find yours at, Matt? So it's a company called CFF Fit, Charlie Foxtrot Foxtrot uh, Fit dot com. Um, I can't remember. It's like Christian something Fitness or whatever. I don't know the exact name of what CFF stands for, but that's where I had I had a bunch of them that we got from for my gym when I owned a gym. Uh, and they're they're relatively cheap. You can get like a four pack of different colors for sixteen to twenty dollars. You know, they're not too bad. Yeah, and that's kind of the the bottom line is you know you don't have to spend a whole lot of money on equipment, I guess, because you really can use everything with your body weight. You know, one of the things I often recommend um, is drivers come to us all the time and they say, I don't want to work out outside. It's disgusting. The parking lots are gross and uh, we get it. Like it's not always the cleanest area where you're at. So if you can't find a place that's away from all that disgustingness, one of the things I recommend too is an oversized exercise mat. And then like a pair of gloves, like a pair of work gloves, um, you know, mechanics gloves are really good. Um, that's McCann with, and then I X at the end. Those are good just to kind of keep your hands cleaner for being on the ground. But it's really just a matter of, you know, just a mindset of just being out there and doing something. You don't need to spend a whole lot of money. You know, those bands Matt was talking about were 16 to 20 bucks. And so you don't have to do a ton. You just got to have that mindset to do it. Um, and really, it's about, you know, a lot of people that I talk to, Matt, and I, you're probably the same way, is drivers are coming in and say, you know, how much should I be exercising per week? How much should I be doing? 
Um, and, you know, I kind of want to break this down a little bit if we can to, you know, how much exercise maybe team drivers should be doing or, or solo or flatbed, um, specifically breaking it down for those team drivers that might not have as much time to exercise and stuff out there. Do you have any recommendations on stuff that you tell drivers when you're doing, you know, having consults with them out on how much they should exercise per day or week or anything like that? Uh, yeah, I try to tell them what they can make time for. Um, if I'm telling somebody that they should be working out 30 minutes a day and they don't have 30 minutes a day, I feel like that's just only going to discourage somebody from exercising potentially. If you only have 10 minutes in your day and you can only sneak in a 10 minute workout, that's a perfect workout for you. As long as you're doing something, it's better than doing nothing. And if 10 minutes is all you can afford, that's all you need. I mean, as long as you, of course, if you can, as long as you diet correctly as well, I don't want to just say, oh, if you work out 10 minutes a day and don't diet, then you're going to lose weight. It's not how it works. So what you can afford to do and what you have time to do is how much you should be exercising. Like for me, I personally work out one hour a day, five days a week but I have the time for it or I make the time for it. So the other, the, the big thing for, for drivers, especially, I know, uh, especially team guys, it, it makes it a lot harder when your truck doesn't seem to stop. Um, but you have time in the day, you've just got to prioritize for it. it you've got to make the workout part of your schedule. Uh, if you're waiting for the time in the day where you feel like working out, it's just never going to come. So if you have, an easy 20 minutes every day that you can carve out, then put it aside and say, this is, this is the 20 minute time frame I'm going to work out in and make sure it becomes that habit. Um, Cause it's just, it doesn't matter how much time you're working out for just, you know, what you got is what you, what you need to be doing. Yeah. Yeah. That's my thoughts. Exactly. You broke it down pretty well. Whenever you said, you know, you, a lot of times drivers and people in general hold too high a standards on, you know, I have to do this much or else it's just totally worthless. And, and it has to be something to where you can do three, four, five, six minutes, you know, maybe a few times a day. Um, so I'll tell you the truth. Most of the people I talk to as drivers that are most successful when it comes to exercise, exercise for five to 10 minutes, three to four times a day, or they'll be on the opposite side of that and they'll do an hour um, you know, each day of the week. And those are the ones that are a little bit more gung-ho and have a little bit more time. But it really is all about making it a priority on the road. Um, you, if you wait till you're motivated to exercise, you'll always keep waiting because motivation is very hard to come by. It's one of those things that really you just keep moving, keep doing it, and just start by walking for those beginners out there that might want to do something. Um, if you're a team driver or solo, whatever it is, use that 30-minute mandated break and do about 10 minutes of our exercise routines from our programs um, in that 10 minutes, and then you'll be refreshed through the rest of your, your lunch break and then also throughout the rest of your driving shift. Um, and, you know, the, the average, you know, per week, they, they recommend through all of the studies you see is 150 minutes of moderate activity per week or 75 to 100 minutes of uh, vigorous activity per week. So, that being said, you want to get as much as you can in during the week. Try to get 150 minutes, not always possible, and so get as much as you can. And, you know, that's one thing I was going to bring up what you said during that, Matt, was, you know, you can't really out-exercise a bad diet. So, you know, what would your thought be on diet versus exercise? Like, what do you, what do you want to focus on? Uh, just someone, say, say, fresh coming into the health area that 
wants to exercise but also wants to watch their food but doesn't really think they have time for both, what, what's your recommendation for them? Uh, if you're going to choose between one or the other, I'm going to choose diet. Um, just because, like, you, you already are working a pretty strenuous, as far as hour goes, job that um, you, you're not going to be able to continue to eat crappy and get 10-minute workouts in and think that's going to help. If you can lock down the diet, one, that's going to help with weight loss right from the get-go. But two, if you're eating properly, you might find that you have more energy to now do both. So if you're going to pick one, go with your diet first. Yeah, yeah I, I totally agree. That's, that's one of those things that, you know, it, tracking it is a long way. A lot of time we underestimate what we eat by hundreds of calories per day. And you might think, oh, I'm eating great. But then in reality, all these little things you're adding into your diet or drinks throughout the day adds up to three or 400 calories a day, which could be add up to a pound a week. So that's what we always recommend in DHF is to focus on diet and then also track it, track it through MyFitnessPal and then track it, um, you know, through our dietitian with, you know, using Sarah or using Matt and I to really start pinpointing things you can do better on to start losing that weight. Um, you know, it's one of the things I've learned is I can exercise my butt off all day, all week, but then I'm going to smash a piece of cake, you know, have a beer and eat a bunch of bad food for one day out of the week. And then it just wrecks the rest of your week's progress. And so it definitely to get the most bang for your buck with that 10 minutes, you can work out, start tracking what you eat, start dialing it in and start using DHF to kind of help you pinpoint those areas. Um, and then, Matt, one of the things I was going to ask you, too, is, you know, kind of looking at one of these areas, we wanted to kind of break it down for different drivers and, and different divisions. And so one of the areas I wanted to focus on was flatbed. Um, do you know much about the flatbed drivers, Matt, as far as like their daily duties or, you know, kind of the they have a little bit more manual labor that goes into strapping down loads and everything? Yeah, I, I mean, I've heard a little bit about it. Not enough that I could that I can you know, say for certain what they should be doing versus other people or the other types of drivers and stuff. Yeah. So that's one of the things I wanted to kind of hit on today was, you know, my recommendation, at least for the flatbed drivers and stuff, um, you know, looking at the work duties and kind of just knowing a little bit about it. I don't know a ton like you, Matt, I'm kind of new to, I've been here for a couple of years, but I feel like I'm still learning stuff on the daily when it comes to, to people that drive trucks and, the daily routine and the daily job duties and all that. So, you know, looking at flat betters, one of the things I would recommend is, um, you know, to practice uh, twisting motions and then also strengthening your lower back, strengthening your back um, by doing full body movements. When in the past, I actually filmed a routine using the stuff you guys have on the truck as flat betters in one of our prime weekly videos. And that, that's the biggest thing I learned was you guys got a, you got an 80, 90 pound tarp that you have rolled up that you throw over stuff. And you have a lot of twisting motions and a lot of uh, back pain issues sometimes because of it. So that's one of the things that I would recommend using Matt for out in Salt Lake or using myself is to kind of get you some exercises to get better at this. Um, you know, one of the first things that I would do is to practice some sort of a twisting motion by just something simple like um, a thread the needle pose. And you can look these up on YouTube or we have them up on our website on driverhealthandfitness.com. But thread the needle is a great one. Um, and that's just kind of a slow move motion that loosens up the lower back. And then also things um, maybe like some deadlifts with a tarp 
or um, something to strengthen the core, like maybe some dead bugs, um, things like that. Those are three really good ones to strengthen up your core. Um, and as far as Matt, people that have had back pain in the past or the need to work on that kind of motion in general, what are some things that you've you know talked about with clients you've had in the past or people at your gym and stuff in the past? So with uh, lower back pain, especially um, with if you, I usually always ask them if they work a desk job and with drivers, it's the same thing. You're seated. Generally, a lot of lower back pain comes from more of like tightened hip flexors, which then just kind of tilts your pelvis and puts more strain on your back than it needs to. So a lot of like hip flexor stretches and things like that can alleviate a lot of lower back pain. Um, and as well as like just overall core strength is probably one of the most neglected parts of fitness that you have. Like if, if you've got a weak core, you've got a weak everything because your core is what supports everything else. So uh, if it means, you know, like if you're going to do some lower back exercises, make sure you're also working out like your obliques, which are the muscles on the sides and your abs, which are the muscles in the front. Like if you only work one side, you're going to get a muscle imbalance and it's still going to be weak because it's going to start taking over and compensating for other weak things. Uh, so if, if you're going to do core exercises, make sure you hit everything nice and balanced, make sure you stay nice and flexible. So the thread, the needle one is a great one. Cause that does, it, it's, you're trying to force that range of motion to get a little bit more every single time. Um, and then, yeah, just focusing on proper form when you're doing your job. I mean, you know, try not to, uh, like lift with your back, you know, you always want to like stoop down, lift with the legs, just simple things like that, that, you know, when, as you get complacent or is where people get hurt. I mean, I've seen people get hurt lifting a 20 pound dumbbell in a gym who is a 190 pound dude, but it's like, doesn't matter. You didn't lift correctly. And it's just that one little slip that gets you going. So, you know, staying on top of proper form, good stretching, especially for the hips and then uh, working your total core, uh, not just one half of it or one quarter of it, uh, and making sure you stay nice and balanced. Yeah, and that's that's something too. Is you know you're talking about, I you know kind of looking at your back pain. You, a lot of times it's about body awareness too. It's about finding what hurts, you know, where it hurts, where like so if you have pain, you know, and tightness in one of your quads or you know one one side of your glutes or your hips or something like that, being aware of that, and then you know hitting us up about it before it gets to the point of you know throwing your back out of you know into spasms or something like that. A lot of times you let those little cues sit around so long that it just takes a slight motion in the wrong direction to really throw your back out of whack and then just be sidelined off the road. So, you know, hit us up whenever you guys that are drivers listening to this have any sort of questions about, you know, pains or things that just don't feel right because those times it doesn't feel right or those, those signs and cues from your brain and your body that you need to fix something. And so that's always good to do as well. Um, so if we were going to talk about your top go-to exercises, this might be a loaded question, but top go-to exercises for in-truck use. And so say it's wintertime, maybe we always recommend the summer to get out, enjoy the you know, fresh air, get some vitamin D. But what about wintertime? It's, it's freezing out. And do you need to do some exercises inside your truck? Well, do you have any go-tos for that? Just body weight exercises? Yeah, I'm a pretty, uh, I'm pretty much a uh, basic type of dude. It's going to be like squats, push-ups, um, some sort of abdominal exercise as well. It doesn't like sit-ups are great, leg raises are great. Like 
vary it up because you want to hit things differently. But like squats and push-ups, you can go a long way with just some squats and push-ups. The simple meat and potatoes kind of stuff. Yeah. yeah. It ain't just, broke, don't fix it. Yeah, exactly <laughs> right. And that's one of the things I do to kind of throw some different things in there is I also put some timers on it. That way, you know, drivers say, you know, I have a limited amount of time. I find for myself that if, you know, if I want to get things done in an efficient manner, I put a timer on it. And I don't, don't always do this, but if I have 30 minutes, then I'm going to do, you know, all right, let's do a strict five-minute warm-up. Let's do a 10-minute workout and then kind of just keep it on a regimen. So that's one of the things I recommend, too, is while you're doing those exercises, throw in a variable by putting a fitness timer on to where you can time out, okay, I got five minutes every minute. I'm going to do as many push-ups as I can, as many push-ups as I can do this minute. I'm going to do as many squats as I can this next minute. I'm going to do as many sit-ups or plank as much as I can this next minute. I'm going to do that twice through, so six minutes total. That's a great workout right there, and that's something you can easily do inside your truck. Um, great for wintertime use, great for if you're in Arizona or something that's 110 out during the summer. So those are some great ones. Um, what about out-of-truck exercise, though? Um, obviously, a little bit more freedom. Um, you know, do you stick with the same, you know, go-tos as far as squats, push-ups, stuff like that? Or do you, do you mix it up a little bit by doing other things with your body weight? Um, well, it's going to kind of depend on what your goal is as well. Um, if you're wanting to put on some muscle or, you know, you know, gain a little bit of weight or something like that, then I'm going to stick with like, yeah, the, the squats, the push-ups, things like that. But if your goal is more about weight loss, you can still do squats and push-ups and yeah, put that timer on it. Like you were saying, think more about like getting the heart rate up than, you know, doing a strict squat. Like you still want to maintain good form, but think more about going quick and getting your heart rate up. But if your goal is to lose weight, I would say walk, jog, do something around your area, get out in nature if you can. Uh, and just, I mean, there's something to be said about like just getting away from, your hustle and bustle of your normal life. I mean, there's times where I'm like, you know what, I'm skipping the gym. I'm going to go for a hike instead. And it always helps mentally for me as, as well for that kind of stuff. But uh, squats and pushups, you're never going to go wrong with those. Um, but if you want, like I would say, go for a walk and try to make it somewhere in nature. And one thing you said in there that kind of got my attention was you know, heart rate. Do you, do you ever do heart rate training, like heart rate variability training or anything, or recommend it to people that really want to dial in maybe weight loss without overdoing it at first? What, what are your, what's your opinion on that? Yeah. So I like when I run, I wear a heart rate monitor and I run based off of, based off of heart rate. I run on time and heart rate, not based off of like distance or anything like that. So I do use the heart rate quite a bit. I like it. Like if you, it's one of those things where it's like, if you've got, if I have 10 minutes at all, like I'm going to do a short high intensity workout, trying to get my heart rate up and holding it. Uh, Cause that's probably your best bang for your buck is, is like calorie burning goes. So again, a lot of this goes back to what your goal is as a driver. Uh, is, is it to lose weight? Is it to just be healthier? Is, you know, depending on what your goal is, will kind of determine what the best exercise for you is. But uh, yeah, I, I love working off of heart rate. It's It can be pretty miserable, like when you're trying to really push that heart rate high. Um, but yeah, I, I, think it, I think it's really beneficial to go off heart rate. But then again, like you do not need to go out and buy a heart rate monitor if you don't want it. I mean, it's, it's a tool to help you, but it's not going to be the thing that makes it to where your fitness is worth it or not. 
Yeah, I agree. I, I am also a fan of heart rate training. That's I use it quite a bit because I'm doing endurance stuff with cycling now. And so I try to keep my heart rate down so I can go a little bit longer. Yeah. Um, and for those, you know, for those of you listening that might not know what we're talking about when we say heart rate variability. So whenever you're talking about heart rate, you kind of have a generic max heart rate. Um, so this is a standardized measure of 220 beats per minute. So you take that and then you minus your age. Um, and then that's going to give you a max heart rate in just a general format. And so mine would be, you know, 220 minus 36. And then to get a certain, you know, variability on your heart rate, an easy way to do it is just to take that number. Um, Matt, what's 220 minus 36? Uh, 184. One, 184. All right, good, because I didn't want to do that math. Yeah. <laughs> so 184. And then you take that times, if you want to work at 90% of your max heart rate, that's really high. That's high intensity. So you yeah. can only do that for a couple minutes. So that's going to be that, you know, 90.90 times that number of 184. Um, then the same thing for 80%. So you just take 0. 0.80 times and then 0. 0.70 for 70%. So generally, whenever I'm doing, I'm doing those long, long distance things, I'll probably keep mine um, 60 to 70% of max heart rate. And if you, that's something, if you have a little bit more time, that's good for, but if you have, you know, very limited time, then that high intensity is the way to go. As long as you don't have any, you know, pre-existing heart conditions or any, you know, anything that's going to keep you from doing high intensity exercise. Um, you know, one of the things I like for high intensity exercise is Tabata. It's really easy to do while you're on the road. It's about four, four minutes in length, and it's eight rounds of 20 seconds of work and 10 seconds of rest. Um, I have an app on my phone. I'm actually going to look it up right now um, called Trifecta. Trifecta is a free app you can download. I think you can track calories on it and stuff as well. I've never done that, but it has fitness timers on it. Um, the fitness timers you can do, you know, a stopwatch. Um, so just for time, you can do a countdown or an AMRAP, which is, you know, as many rounds as possible in a certain amount of time. Or you can do intervals on it um, or you can do Tabata. And so that Tabata timer is really beneficial if you're really crunched for time. Just simple eight rounds, 20 seconds work, 10 seconds of rest, and that's high-intensity interval. So you'll get your heart rate up there, you'll burn some cows, and you'll also probably build some muscle in the process and lose some weight just from being more active. So um, now as far as maybe this, the kind of the last thing I'll hit on here is, um, you know, you say you're a dry... Do you yeah. mind if I cut you off real quick? Yeah. So uh, going back to the, the heart rate stuff. So if you don't want to get a heart rate monitor, there are ways to kind of gauge your heart rate um, during your exercise so that you can kind of tell if you're going too hard or maybe not hard enough. Um, the, the zone of training that Matt's working at, he's saying that 60 to 70%, that's like your long distance. That's uh, what I call it zone two. It's your endurance building um, zone. But that one, like if you don't have a heart rate monitor and you don't and you don't want to do the math and figure all that kind of stuff out, it's essentially talking pace. Uh, you should be able to talk to somebody next to you and be able to get like five to seven words out before you really need to feel like you take a breath. Um, that's the easiest way to gauge that one. And then you've got like just above talking pace and then you've got the, oh, my God, I can't get a single word out kind of pace. So that's how you can kind of gauge the intensity level based off of uh, it general heart rate but not like just because you I mean you're not going to be talking if your heart rate's jacked um and you can kind of talk when you're going hard but you know not but yeah that that endurance pace is it, you should be able to talk just fine um and shouldn't really have a problem like i'll sing 
to myself out loud. If I forget my heart rate monitor, I'll sing to whatever I'm listening to to make sure that I'm, you know, I'm able to do it. Because if I'm like, oh my god, I can't sing this song, then I know I'm going too hard and I'll slow it down a little bit. Yeah, and it's also yeah that that's that's a good way to explain it too. I should have brought that up because that's something that's way easier to gauge doing that way. Um, a lot of times, whenever I'm even walking, having a conversation with somebody, although I'm like I'm a little bit more out of breath when I'm trying to talk, and that's because your heart rate's up there a little bit higher, and you're not you know you're maybe at that seventy percent rate and stuff. Um, and whereas like you know you can't get a sentence out otherwise if it's in that ninety percent. And so that's a great way to go about it is just to do that. That way you don't have to calculate stuff out. Um, And, you know, about, you know, the last thing I'll kind of wrap up here, as far as like a lot of things that you do for exercise in the trucking industry, being a driver uh, is based on seasons, I imagine too, right? Because you get summer, winter, uh, you can't get outside all the time inside. You know, if you were a driver out on the road, would you put, you know, prioritize anything during those seasons, like maybe weight loss for one or weight gain for the other? Or, you know, do you would you look at those differently at all or would you just treat them all the same? Um, I would look at them differently, just like, I mean, it's so much easier when you don't work out in a truck, to be honest. So I, I, we understand, you know, it's hard to, to give advice when we sit behind a desk all day and we have a cushy little life that we can go to a gym and not have to worry about the weather. Um, so with that being said, like we, I try to consider it a lot um, about like what I want to do for a driver based off of the season. And so, yeah, when, when it's winter, I mean, you can do like heart rate training. Like you said, the Tabata, you can easily do a Tabata in your truck. You can easily do an AMRAP in your truck and get that heart rate up. So less about the style and what the goal is for seasonal and more about just adapting to what's available. Like you have a lot more stuff available outside of a truck than you do inside of a truck. You have a lot more room available outside of a truck, obviously, so that that can vary up the types of movements you do, but you can do the same time, the same type of training, no matter what season you're in, you're just, you're just changing your, your style of training. You're not necessarily changing, um, what you're doing like I mean you can do squats and you can do them for time instead of uh like banded squats for more resistance which would be more muscle building uh you can you can do fast paced squats push-ups sit-ups for heart rate instead of doing strict good form nice and controlled for the muscle building um it I wouldn't say you're going to change goals based off a season you're just going to change you know like methods yeah i that's i i was gonna wrap that up and say something else but i think you summed it up pretty well um you know there's there's a lot of just the first thing you said was just really struck it true like of you know it's definitely harder to work outside a workout inside of a truck um you guys have a lot more limitations than we would have or that anybody else has and so you know using whatever you have to your advantage whether it's your environment or you know the inside of your truck, or using a timer for workouts. Um, it really all boils down to being creative. Whenever you think about it, about being creative with using your environment, or using the knowledge that you have, or the knowledge you know, or just reading different things, or learning about different things to really make your own routine. Um, we can help you out in DHF. You know, Matt's a personal trainer, has a great background in exercise science, and really helps a lot of our drivers out. And then I also do the same with some exercise things from here and there. 
um, you know, in my role as the DHF coordinator. But, you know, the number one thing I'd recommend is really just to look out there and learn these different exercises for yourself so that eventually you can make up your own routine. You know, we can guide you to teach you the things that we would want you to know being truckers and things that would help you given, you know, sitting behind the wheel and, you know, less calorie burn throughout the day. But I think ultimately it comes down to, you know, taking an interest and actually learning some, you know, gathering some knowledge behind, you know, learning how to exercise the right way, learning the correct exercise movements, and then applying that in those times where you don't really know what to do. You're like, oh, okay, well, I can do um, push-ups, set-ups, squats, and do this. And then, so it's just kind of about, you know, that's all the drivers I've talked to that are really successful with exercising on the road is they've come up with their own routine that they can do. Um, you know, we just talked to Dustin Hatch last week, and he's a trainer, and he came up with his own routine where he basically – uh, sits and he takes some pre-workout, he said, and then he'll sit there and kind of watch TV and then kind of slowly start doing a few pull-ups and then kind of slowly start doing some push-ups and then, you know, do that for a few minutes during commercial breaks. And then all of a sudden um, he'll start just doing a full-blown exercise routine. Um, you know, it's one of those things he's like, I never want to do it, but just by kind of tricking your mind into, you know, I'm not really going to exercise. I'm just going to do a couple things here and then I'll do a couple more things in the next commercial break. And then before you know it, you're starting to feel good from moving and you start just doing a whole exercise routine. So, you know, use these things we've taught you and, and talked about in this podcast to just make your own routine. And then that way you're set to go and you're prepared um, because you know what to do on the road. And ultimately that's the key is really having that knowledge to start doing your own routine and stuff. Um, Matt, do you have any other closing remarks for our drivers or anything else like that? Um, yeah, so I would say like I just had a driver in here today and uh, I, I know the big thing is, is like when you get done with the shift, pretty much the last thing you want to do is exercise. Um, I am the exact same way. I do not work out in the afternoon. I used to. Uh, now I wake up early. So I find it is much easier for me to get my workout in. If I wake up, it's the first thing I do. I've got energy because I just got through my sleep. Um, I'll work out. And then I go to work right after that. And that one that helps me with my energy throughout the day for my job. Um, so it'll help you with your driving. But just, I mean, when you get off of work and, the you know, you sit down and relax and then you're like, okay, I'll, I'll relax for five minutes and then I'll go work out. That five minutes is enough for everybody to be like, nah, never mind. I'm not feeling this. And, you know, I, I'm there with you. I, I do that all the time. And that's why I had to start switching to the morning because I go home, let my dog out before I go to the gym, make the mistake of sitting down. And next thing you know, I'm just like, nah, this isn't happening because I have to, <laughs> I can't get myself back out, you know? So, yeah, I've, I found that just, you know, doing it first thing in the morning and it is probably one of the best things that happened to me. But just, schedule it like make it part of your schedule that you know x time a day is when i work out no ifs ands or buts because dedication is what's going to help motivation is garbage like matt said earlier dude yes and you're you're pretty much speaking my language because i also get home and i i do not want to work out i get i get home like you know i leave the office around five ish get home around five thirty, and i typically do not want to do anything for a workout there are certain days where i'm like i'm feeling pretty good got some energy but most of the time i do not want to so that's when i started doing i started doing morning workouts too because it's just so much easier to get up and to just start moving i 
I am horrible. I am like the worst morning person in the world, but I just get up, start doing just at least something and just start trickling that little short, like slow warm up into a little bit more fast pace and a little bit more fast. And then usually clock it right around an hour. So like, like we've talked about, we have a little bit more time and a little bit more uh, amenities, so to say, to actually do that. But it's just the act of getting moving and starting to do something slowly first thing in the morning. And most likely when you do that first thing in the morning, you're also going to, it's going to trickle over into other healthy behaviors throughout the day. If you, sometimes if you don't work out first thing, you're like, well, I'll just eat this this time and I'll just, I'll do, I'll start eating healthier tomorrow. If you start in the morning, it's going to kind of cascade most of the time into healthier behaviors for a healthier lunch, for, um, you know, more movement during the day, and you're going to have more energy most of the time, too. So couldn't agree more, man. Yeah. And then the other thing, too, is even if you don't feel like doing it, do your warm up. Just get your warm up out, even if it's a two or three minute warm up and decide after your warm up if you're going to keep going on or not. Like, But get that warm up in whether you feel like it or not, because it should be short. It should get the blood moving a little bit. If it, if after, I always tell my, so my wife has a, this issue quite a bit sometimes too, where she's just not motivated for it. So I tell her, okay, do your warm up. If you still don't feel motivated, go home. Like it's not a big deal. You got a warm up in, you did something that's better than nothing. But nine times out of 10, you're moving, you start to feel a little bit better, you get warmed up, and you're just kind of like, okay, let's just knock this out because I'm already, I'm already here. Um, so, and that's helped her out quite a bit because, yeah, sometimes, like, I mean, even as a fitness trainer, I, I love exercising, but even we struggle with the, the motivation, which is why I always tell people motivation is crap because I am motivated maybe half the time to exercise. Uh, so, but the days that you're not motivated, if you just get your body moving, it kind of becomes this like second nature of oh, this is what I'm doing. So here we go. And I might as well do a good job at it. So. Yeah. And there's a lot of old saying always, it's like you only work out your regret is the one you never did. Um, you know, it's like those things where you just start moving a little bit, even if you, like you said, man, like even if you just do a warm up and you're like, man, I am just dragging. Cause I definitely have had those days where like a lot of times you're just going through the motions and workouts and you're just doing kind of this, this workout. And you're like, man, this, this is a horrible workout, but it's better than you would do, you know, otherwise of just doing nothing. So it's something, and it's a step in the right direction, no matter if your goal is weight loss, muscle gain, whatever it is. Um, you know, we can always help you when it come up with a plan, a routine to do some sort of, you know, to hit your goals when it comes to exercise on the road. But then that last part of actually doing it is up to you as the driver and putting that workout we give you into action. Um, we have programs we'll have in the future when we kick off our new website on driverhealthandfitness.com. That should be kicking off summer of 2021. And that'll be a great way to use our programs and our exercise routines to lose some weight, gain muscle, whatever you need as well. So that being said, Matt, anything else? No, not that I can think of off the top of my head. I'm sure we'll, we'll get done and I'll be like, oh, I should have mentioned this, but <laughs> I can't oh, think yeah. of anything right now. That's what another podcast is for. We'll go yeah. we'll hit those areas <laughs> other time. Um, so I, we appreciate you coming on, Matt. We just don't get a chance to talk to you too much on these. But we'll have you on some more in the future and stuff. And We'll hit on some exercise more in the future. Um, and as a driver out there, if you're listening and you have things that you would like to know about and you want to talk about it through a podcast and listen to us and blab away at things that we know and you know things that we have experienced with what your topic is, then let us know. Hit us up at dhf at priminc.com or through our website. Give us a podcast topic and we'll dig in, do some research, 
until you are a professional experience on it. Um, if we have any, and if we don't, we'll get a professional in here that knows something about it and we'll talk to them about it. So um, you can find all of our stuff on driverhealthyfitness.com. And until next time, stay safe and stay healthy out there, Prime Drivers. We'll see you next time.